think well on it, or Reflections on the Great Truths of the Christian Religion for Every Day of the Month, by Bishop Richard Challoner. Seventeenth Day on Heaven Consider first that if the justice of God be so terrible in regard to his enemies, how much more will his mercy, goodness, and bounty declare themselves in favor of his friends? Mercy and goodness are his favorite attributes, in which he most delights. His tender mercies, says the royal prophet, Psalm 144, are above all his works. What then must this blessed kingdom be, which in his goodness he has prepared for his beloved children, for the manifestation of his riches, glory, and magnificence for all eternity, a kingdom which the Son of God himself has purchased for us at no less a price than that of his own most precious blood. No wonder then that the apostle cries out, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, that neither eye hath seen nor ear heard, nor hath it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those that love him. No wonder that this beatitude is described by divines as a perfect and everlasting state, replenished with all that is good, without the least mixture of evil, a general and universal good, filling to the brim the vast capacity of our affections and desires, and eternally securing us from all fear, danger, and want of change. Oh, here it is, that the servants of God, as the psalmist declares, Psalm 35, shall be inebriated with the plenty of God's house, and shall be made to drink of the torrents of his pleasure, even of that fountain of life, which is with him and flows from him into their happy souls for ever and ever. Consider, secondly, that although this blessed kingdom abounds with all that can be imagined good and delightful, yet there is one sovereign good in the sight, love, and enjoyment of which consists the essential beatitude of the soul, and that is God himself, whom the blessed shall ever behold face to face, and by the contemplation of his infinite beauty are set on fire with seraphitic flames of love, and by a most pure and amiable union are transformed in a manner into God himself, as when brass or iron in the furnace is perfectly penetrated by the fire, it loseth its own nature and becometh all flame and fire. Happy soul, what can be wanting to complete your joys who are in perfect possession of God? the overflowing source of all good, who have within and without you the vast ocean of endless felicity. O oh, the excessive bounty of our God, who giveth his servants in recompense of their loyalty a reward so great and good, which is nothing less than himself, who is the immense joy of angels. Oh, shall not that suffice, my soul, to make thee happy, which makes God himself happy? Consider thirdly the glory and beauty of the heavenly Jerusalem, which the Holy Scripture, to accommodate itself to our weakness, represents under the notion of such things as we most admire here below. Thus St. John in his Apocalypse, describing this blessed city, tells us that its walls are of precious stones and its streets of pure and transparent gold that these streets are watered by the river of the waters of life, which resplendent as crystal flows from the throne of God, and that on each side of the banks of this river grows the tree of life, 
that there shall be no night, nor any sun or moon, but that the Lord God shall be its light forever. O blessed Jerusalem, O how glorious are the things that are said of thee, O city of God! But what wonder, for if our God has given us so great and noble a palace here below, in this place of banishment, beautified with the sun, moon, and stars, furnished and adorned with such an infinite variety of plants, flowers, trees, and living creatures of so many sorts, all subservient to man, if I say he has so richly provided for us in this vale of tears and region of the shade of death, what must our eternal habitation be in the land of the living? If here he be so bountiful even to his enemies in giving them so commodious, so noble a dwelling, what may not his friends and servants expect in his eternal kingdom, in which and by which he designs to manifest to them his greatness and glory for endless ages in an everlasting banquet which he has there prepared for his elect? Blessed by all creatures be his goodness forever. Consider, fourthly, the blessed inhabitants of this heavenly kingdom, those millions of millions of angels of whom the prophet Daniel having seen God Almighty in a vision, tells us, Daniel 8, that thousands of thousands ministered to him, and ten thousand of hundreds of thousands stood before him, an infinite multitude of saints and martyrs, and other servants of God of both sexes, gathered out of all nations, tribes, and tongues, and above them all the Blessed Virgin Mother of God, Queen of Saints and Angels, whose number is innumerable, but, oh, who can express the happiness of enjoying the society of this most noble, glorious, wise, holy, and blessed company? They are all of blood royal, all kings and queens, all children and heirs of the Most High God, ever beautiful and always young, crowned with wreaths of immortal glory and shining more bright than the sun. Their love and charity for each other are more than can be conceived. They have all but one heart, will, and soul so that the joy and satisfaction of every one are multiplied as manyfold as there are blessed souls and angels in heaven. By the inexpressible delight each other takes in the happiness of all, and every one of the rest. O Christians, let us then imitate their virtues here, that we may enjoy their happy society hereafter, and with them eternally sing to our God the immortal canticles of praise in Zion. Consider fifthly that what renders the joys of heaven and the felicity of its blessed inhabitants completely great is the consideration of the duration of this bliss and that infallible certainty and security which they enjoy, that their happiness is even linked with God's eternity, that as long as God shall be God, they shall remain with him in his blessed kingdom. O oh, my soul, how pleasant, how delightful, is it to look forward into this vast eternity, and there to lose thyself in this happy prospect of endless ages? O oh, bless thy God, who has prepared such immortal joys for the reward of such small services, and designed them for thee from all eternity. Nor shall this immense eternity render those enjoyments the least disagreeable or tedious by the length of possession, but as God is an endless ocean of all good, and his divine essence is inexhaustible, 
infinite treasure of delights, so the happiness of those that eternally enjoy him shall be ever fresh and always new. Conclude then, O Christian soul, to despise and forsake all that is earthly and temporal, and from this hour to begin thy journey towards this glorious, heavenly, and eternal kingdom. There thou shalt find all that thy heart can desire, immortal honors, immense riches, pure and eternal pleasures, life, health, beauty never fading, etc. Oh, this alone is thy true home, the land of the living.